Matum Ehadum Kokas Hantungin and Ayakilating a Kwani Kwasu a Gunokwani Tapsok a Maknikunani Kuspok Fogami Pilgan Pilgani um Nang Naksu Luku Pikatah put my a Tai Mataka Mukani Rene Atura Company Akishani Pisputhukan. A Chamakimu Mukka Kalarot Kamtik Pikan Kumta, a Ukutwane Fish and Wildlife at Fish and Game at Lu Department Arit Tamakamakman Tukka Kamani Lu, Aguna Intertribal Fish Commission Anik Biduli Pitrak Daima, um, Kevin, a Daima Unak Nakugubishot. Hopefully, he will he will get on board maybe sooner or later. Ah, uh, time. Kan kan kchikuk. Ah, kawani kuskuk film kail kinagani magreta magtaw na pilahtuka. Ah, time kangi walrit nakta tamawat magreta nino kuskuk film kangenon. Ah, tikit tikit tamakunik report aglunip pichi ko kaisu pita chitnik. May magut kangit nget. Ah, kak ah sayit. Uh, Radio at KYUK dot ORG email Halijibukufji introduce Akhtukiukuta from Fish and Wildlife and Fish and Game Boyd. Hey, yeah, thanks, Sam. It's a Boyd, um, Refuge <coughs> Manager at Yukon Delta National Wildlife Refuge. Happy to be here again. Thanks, Sam. This is Nick Smith with the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. Christopher welcome everybody. Um, for openers, I know that uh, there is a scheduled opener. He's not on. Kevin is Kevin on the line? Not yet. Kevin not just booked. Uh, I, I know that uh, there's a scheduled opener uh, scheduled for the 16th, I think, is it? Right. Uh, there's an opener that was announced uh, about a week and a half ago. Um, we had the opener on the 9th, which was a, a drift gillnet opportunity. Similar to last year, we... Uh, we planned this so that we could have another drift opportunity, and then primarily we were one to um, uh, target sockeye. So we, like last year, offered some set net opportunities, and the next one is July 16th from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., and that's with nets that are 75 feet in length or shorter, 45 meshes in depth. Um, those nets are... Um, 
intended to be bank oriented so um tied to the bank or attached to the bank meaning where the vegetation line is or the high high water mark um where the shoreline is not out in the middle of the river we're, we're really trying to protect chum as much as we can and the, the hope is that uh, people will um catch more sockeye than anything else but um yeah nick uh so from the state side uh antioch up river is currently open uh 24 7 with uh, six inch or less 25 fathom nets uh, from the chum perspective uh, all chum need to be released alive from fish wheels and beach seines and then um, similar to uh, the federal side the Antioch box is still closed to uh, well the Antioch box closed retention of kings and then also retention of chum uh, and closed to gill nets mm-hmm. uh, 16 hours ikhtakh kauluni 6 am kau kansasakh put unnokumi atakuk 10 pm maktkilugu unugakun kuskuk pim paingan ket munqawabta um plafat kihkut urawim akenitkilugu at 75 feet taktaluni 6 inches um nagakh Nagatutachita, forty five mess tutaluni, a tauhin makunica, um, Gawichlink, a kakirnica, um, Arnjunk Sayaknik, a tamakunic tark tarluting, a picatatuta, unastoi, chalikan haluni kawani, and yakam nunini, and yak paksam tununini, tamanakan root kluku, a chali tamani, a iking iking kanilukut twenty four hour, a twenty four seven, twenty four seven, unno kokan ikikhuluni, iking kauluni, a tagam unapaksam illo chali, makunikam ikasugunik. Salisu um Tahayakpaknik Chang Taul Rit Ungu Aluting Chapkanatang Lupil Rita Ayakchim Ayakstakluki Perkauluki A Chris Kazam Gila Kankdin No Sikiluku Kanutkan Um Can you repeat the Dianiak box? Yeah, I'd like to know a little bit about more. Well, Nick, like Nick said, um, both on the state and federal side, the the box is uh, it's it's right, but um, it crosses the line between federal and state waters. But we're consistent on all of the closure. It's uh, intended to be closed for the protection of uh, primarily Chinook salmon, but this year chum as well. So there's no gill netting, and I and I don't think there's any. Um, other use of alternative methods to catch fish other than rod and reel right now we um so about three weeks ago we made an announcement that was requested by the local people there in Antioch to have fishing for um kings by rod and reel mm-hmm. and so that's still open and we've heard from folks in Antioch that a lot of the kings have already moved through but that there are some folks still trying to catch them with rod and reel uh two fish uh, per person per day or two in possession um, and the reg requires people to release chum but all other salmon could be captured as well like you know sockeye and things if they happen to get one 
Nick. Yeah, so that's the uh, same on the state side with respect to the gillnets and live release of kings. Uh, we did not um, put in the same regulation of the rod and reel. So even if you catch one with rod and reel on the upper end of the Antioch box, you need to release it. Mm. Okay. Chris. <coughs> do you have anything to add there? Uh, well, um, I think that, um, and I don't uh, understand all the translation, but I, I think that uh, you're talking about how long we're going to be on. And, you know, last week I know there weren't many callers. I think everybody is getting ready for uh, berry picking or they are berry picking. And uh, so that's one other thing that makes us comfortable with this weekend, uh, having the set net opportunity on the um, the 16th on Saturday, because um, we feel that the pressure for fishing has gone down. Mm-hmm. We know that last last weekend there were less boats out there. We did survey for the boats, and on the drift net opportunities, it was around 70 to 80 boats that were out at any one time during the drift and then on the on the um set net opportunity we estimated uh, about 50 um is all that were out there that day um they did 
catch a good bid, it sounds like, from what we heard. But um, the pressure was down. So that really helps us protect some of the chum. So this this upcoming opportunity we feel comfortable with, um, although there are a lot of chum in the, in the river, uh, we hope people catch mostly sockeye. Um, we're also now transitioning just like a lot of people are transitioning to berries we're also transitioning to relinquishing or removing any protections on the federal side for fish because once chum around 90 percent of the chum are past bethel we feel like that would be a you know we'd be comfortable with the conservation that we've tried to have and and um would uh back out of those protections mm -hmm. Unakoni federal federal water ani makuni mukshluting pilit makunik nakka una iki 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 rutshit makut awai akuni malaguni oh by the way thank you for that drift opener um, <laughs> it gave me a chance to wet my new net. Uh, <laughs> I just I hung a net uh, um, that I bought from the, the net loft here in Bethel, and did uh, did a hung, did a little hanging my uh, myself. Good. Um, <laughs> and and that opener, I was kind of hoping that it would happen, and it did. <laughs> and when it did, I gave me it gave me a chance to to see how I well how well I did with my hanging and it, yeah. and I drifted maybe maybe 10 15 minutes uh, but the tide was coming in at the oh. time so so I I did I did good I got three kings I got two reds and five chums wow. um, in 10 minutes yeah <laughs> and pulled pulled it pulled it in went back up uh, it gave us an opportunity to add, add up our little stock on on in the freezers yes um yeah. but uh awai kan kan rut khatta makut khani una iki rut katak iki rut katak ikuta 16 ami time sight um yacht kutta u me iki khani angyat um, this hundred niluki, Ikhilikan Hpakaluki, Jali Susit net opportunity, Mitchali, Ikhulutung, Jali Mai, um, Hwanguta Homani, Yukuni, ah, at Southites, Jigat Lamta, ah, Ikhwakayaga, Lutingayaga, Luting, ah, Hwanku Klutoi, up, up, Milu, Nukwanihwa, Atataku, ah, Jalin Rumkakumta. Ah, you spoke Nahayak to Rakauluku. Um, time Makuta Payagata, Mulukuyagat, Pingah Pilegata, Yakuyaksunuka. Ah, time Time Tamakutamalakuninga, Manic Night Charlie. Ah, Takwam Unakhani. Ah, Iggy, Iggy, Rut, Iggy, Ruski, good. Ikirut katakaluta supiki kut makunika sayaknika tohtauna opportunity piu nakujik taichi mashani makutwani 
That, that would give them a good opportunity to go out and stock up or freeze um, more fish. Uh, Chris, Nick, do you have anything to add? I guess the only thing that I have to add is um, <coughs> we're starting to get a fair amount of passage of fish past the weirs. So the weirs have been in for, I guess, I guess 20 days now. And a number of them are passing good numbers of kings, so they're getting up on the spawning grounds, and a couple goals have been met already. Uh, we'll just continue to watch fish swim by the weirs as the season progresses. That's that's good to know. Um, there's, there's, it gives us a better hope for the future, up, upcoming years that 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 we'll be facing, and hopefully we'll make we'll make enough noise. Uh, for Area M to step down a little bit uh, and let the fish pass through that passageway because those fish that are going through that chute between the islands is those fish are bound for these rivers, uh, the Kaskokwim, the Yukon, the Norton Sound area, even further up uh, up, up in the Arctic, Arctic area. Um, Tamakutwani um Manuk Nakt Unahun Kitulreta Nakiluting Time Makuni Kuskokvi Miloni Awa Yaini Supilreta A Nakt Makutta Nak Nakutait A Tangabatni Ukut Mugus Kluting A Asiklukupet Ilaitlu Time Sachtrolutengpilgate, <laughs> Pun 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 rilugu mana nuna nuna put kuih putlu 
পিনরিল কথু চলি উকুট কানুকি আম আনখচুচ ขอขอบคุณอุ้มอ่าปอยตํานิกัมเซอร์กันสังอกุกตุงีกนะนอรีลาเกตาอ่าขอขอบคุณมุมิกลินอาสิกตุดอาสิกลิกุมุมิกล
wonderful day. You you didn't move it to Kawakuna. spoke to Noah on the phone um, about the observations of officers pulling fish out of nets and um, discarding them or putting them back in the water, uh, wasting them. I don't know. I, you know. I wasn't there. I can't say what happened, but I know that there was videotape and um, photos taken. And so that's what I've asked people to do if they see anyone from the public or from you know an agency that is doing something they think is wrong to get that evidence and take pictures and photos and stuff so that we can have that evidence um and the only time i know that fish and wildlife service officers have done something like that is when there's a confiscated net that has fish that are um rotten or old because the net had been out for a long time and that that could be what happened i i don't know but um, I'm glad that uh, he's he's out there and concerned enough to take photos and video of anything he sees. That's that's what we need. Mm-hmm. Nick? Yeah, I would just echo uh, collecting evidence and calling whoever, whatever phone number you get because we all talk. So <clears throat> take pictures, video, call Fish and Wildlife Service, call, call Fish and Game, mm-hmm. and let us know. Lee? Chris? Yeah, it's a little bit 
asaki kufsi tamakun tortnalrenk you um makun richakita moriskisit kwasakai uhata kagani tortnalrenk tahusit um uh record taraluki music taranaluki su ksuki su tamakuta Dort <coughs> Um Kigan Hook Dot Nashata wouldn't honey um I bought them can't many we taxila me hoka guys nasa to rum uh neat smitten Magutta Fish no uh Federal Wildlife Officer Abutta Dot Nashamukni um Akka Yu Maksonani Jiving Amashamukani Sang Daitsihuka Rumaluting Tamat Tamakun Pishamukni Zahiris Hutoka Tamakuna Lamalita Akuluki Ksunaila Dot Nkoking and uh Chris. Um, do we uh, do we have anything else that uh, that we need to know, uh, Boyd? Not from the Fish and Wildlife Service um, <laughs> standpoint. I think that um, we're going to be meeting next week with the Intertribal Fish Commission and trying to get input and um, you know consult with them on the. Um, concerns they may have but the main thing we'll be discussing is uh, like I mentioned um, rescinding or um, pulling back on the conservation measures that we've put in place uh, on the federal side um, sometime next week I would imagine but <clears throat> I don't want to uh, over promise anything but that's my guess would be sometime roughly around the 20th you know to just look closer at the chum numbers and where they are up the river and, how, and look at the historical numbers so that we could um, try to estimate when around 90% of them have passed and that's uh, I know I mentioned that before but we the only thing I would add is that we're still <coughs> monitoring things and we'd monitor the silver numbers because we're we're all hoping that silvers come in in strong mm-hmm. number and we would hope there's no conservation concerns there but you never know things have been um definitely um different i guess these past few years with chum numbers going so so low on the Cusquim and the yukon and really across the state um really anything could happen so we still will keep track of things and just be in touch with the adf and g and looking at their numbers from the monitoring that they're doing Mm-hmm. Nick. So from the state's perspective, we continue to have our weekly meetings with the Cusco River Salmon Management Working Group. 
Uh, once Boyd rescinds the federal actions in the lower river, we'll be talking with the working group about what to do, the next steps. And then the sonar and the Bethel test fishery, those operate <coughs> through the 24th, 25th of August. So here, coho should be showing up really any day, I'd imagine, and we'll be monitoring them throughout the majority of their run. And then the weirs will stay in until the end of September. So we're just going to continue to watch it and wait for coho to show up. Yeah, right. I think right now it's it's sort of like a humpy season out there. Uh, I caught maybe one one so far, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, ukukwani awai pishamgni makutwa nakt um Makut nang nang nakhlit mai, makut takayakpit sayit at salisum makut kangit nagat um tkisu ting pilgita at mukisklu kipita nakutait akuni ashakuni plusani tanghot kluki mai pilgit unakwani ninety percent um ukut makut nakt apagit ams nulgit plulgit makut hun nakiwit nun nait hun a tamanat kisuku time tanghogut tait ni kit kiting ni luki a chali mugisk chagaychat a nakt pilgit a chali su a ukut federal site amiwit algita am toh Makunik nakis kemuknik kosnak kemuriskis kemuknik su, um, ikukatletun ping 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 ini luting, um, cale su state ame totun cale biluting twenty five twenty six tamanat kisuku, apikuning, totun toy tot nami ini luting nak nakis kata mana, um, toh King Tuxat and Pinginiluku Takuam Chalikaki at Makutkit, Hitchalitamak at Mulknakchikniluki. We have a caller from Bethel. Ivan, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Ikitaki. Yeah, spawning grounds. Uh, probably the biggest complaint I have is uh, why are jet boats allowed to go up to the spawning grounds? During conservation of our salmon, why are they allowed to do that? And that's what the biggest complaint I'm having from people. Another thing is rafters. Outside at Gorab, a uh, quick look of the traditional spring camp hunting grounds. They used to go up by dog team and make skin boats and come down the three-step and the uh, back to act come down the Kizaralik. And I feel that the rafters too are disturbing the spawning grounds. And if con- fish conservation in place, I feel fish and game have to stop that uh, rafting and jet boats going up the go rod and reeling and disturbing the spawning grounds. And, uh, and I feel that should be uh, addressed or stopped anyway. 
No. I know that we used to go moose hunting on the Ho-Ho and Holikna rivers. And we used to see spawning fish up that way when we used to go moose hunting that way. Up that way anyway. But uh, I want to address that. And uh, another question is how long is the feds going to be in control of the river? Will it be all summer till silver season? And uh, I'll hang up and listen. Good afternoon. Goyan. E. Uh, Boyd? I'll, I'll just uh, address his last question. And no, um, like I was saying, he may have not heard, but uh, if I had to guess, it'd be around the 20th, you know, of uh, next, this upcoming week. So the federal restrictions will be rescinded sometime around that period. And I think last year was around the 22nd or 23rd. I can't remember exactly, but around that period and so similar to last year but maybe a little <clears throat> slightly earlier because um just looking at the pressure to fish and and uh not much concern there also looking at the run timing of chum and that's our main concern now <clears throat> is just chum salmon so no and uh so no not not holding on to restrictions through silver season or anything like that mm -hmm. so yeah. What, what about these uh, the, the jet boats and rafters that he has mentioned? Do you hear anything about those? Well, yes, we hear from especially some villages like Kweethuk, um Akiak, I believe, uh, has had some concern. On both the Kweethuk River and the Kizaralik River, there's concern that uh, especially big jet boats mm -hmm. go up and can go in shallow water and may be big enough to create enough disturbance. Um, but our previous fisheries biologist looked into it and did some research on what it would take, whether it's a jet boat or a prop boat, it's that disturbance in very shallow water. If they're spawning, um, then really any boat, not just a jet boat, is going to potentially uh, do damage to a spawning area. Um, so I'm not an expert on it. I just know that that's what he looked into and it's, um, although, uh, it, it should be a concern of all of ours that we're trying to avoid places where there's salmon <coughs> that are, that are spawning. Um, we, we don't have the authority at Fish and Wildlife Service. This is, uh, we're talking about primarily navigable water. That's, um, really something that the, local folks could talk to the state about um and it's difficult i know that i think the holitna river the folks in that area put in restrictions on moose hunters and the size of their boat motors and so mm -hmm. i think they worked with the state on that but that's kind of out of my uh area of expertise <laughs> mm -hmm. nick yeah jet, jet boats and prop boats going up the spawning tributaries we've definitely heard the concern like boyd said and um me personally, I don't have any uh, ability to regulate boat traffic on on spawning tributaries. Uh, that would be uh, either through the board of fisheries process or the board <laughs> game, so the regulatory process, so it can go in front of everybody to determine if that's the the way that people want to see how the rivers go. Um, that would be a a great proposal to bring up and discuss in a, in a public setting. I could see it. I mean, it is important to protect fish once they're on the spawning grounds, and I also think it's important to protect their eggs once they're in the gravel. So, you know, I, I don't think it's just a discussion of 
jet boats while or prop boats while there's fish in the ri- in the rivers. You still got to protect the eggs once they're in the gravel. So mm-hmm. if you're running a heavy boat loaded down with moose, you're still gonna regardless if you're moose hunting and you're gonna de- be disrupting that area. So I don't think it's as easy as a conversation of just people out rod and reeling. It's gonna be a bigger discussion <clears throat> on you know you got to look at the whole life cycle of the fish. Yes. Um, you know, uh, as as fishermen on on the Kuskokwim River, uh, we have uh, totally stopped commercial fishing altogether. Now there are restrictions in in subsistence that we are given certain days to go out and catch what we can. Can that regulation be done to sports fishermen too as well, where they're given X amount of days on X amount of months, you know, out, out of a month maybe, like, uh, like, like fishing that we had? How many drifting opportunities did we get? Only five? Something like that? Sam. I'm going to translate your responses first. Mr. July 20 Tamana Tamanunini Tam Ugutta Bishut Kluki, Kamisnat, Tam Buchka Tamani Tangho with Kahani, Aulukha Unukuskokvim. Um, Dorisu Magutta set boat at what at Slut and Kawakan. Sacht <laughs> Kigan <laughs> Um, <coughs> 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 Dukak 
үгүй үх таахтай бол ерөнхий би ихсэх технологи манна плагнат coming back coming back to rotten reeling and and the raptors uh, like just like that we are restricted on when they're out in the Kaskokrim river i'm wondering and asking a question could could the same restrictions be put upon these rafters and these uh uh rotten reelers when they reach up into the headwaters of these uh, branches of the Kaskokrim river can they be halted at that time when they're they're spawning and that that critical time better for nick <laughs> so for people that are dedicated to sport fishing and they'll differentiate between sport fishing and subsistence fishing because even rod and reel is a legal subsistence gear out here and you see it almost every weekend people bombing out to the keezerolic or the queethuck to go camping and 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 go fishing um whereas a sport fisher has to get a license and and do all that um the chum and king fishing is currently closed in the entire Cusquam river drainage so the people that are going out there are trout fishing or grayling fishing um i could see a possibility where you could shut it down maybe i'm not the sport fish biologist this would need to definitely be a proposal to the board of fish <clears throat> but in that same vein you also have people that come out here just to float so that would be a completely different question than just closing down fishing because i've talked to a number of people that just want to float remote rivers and without fishing so we don't have the ability to close down floating or boating or anything like that we only have the 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 ability to close down anything to do with fishing so that's where it's it is a larger discussion of there's a lot of intricacies that need to be flushed out of what you can and can't do. Mhm. Ogna naqaq sta khani kis um magutani ya uguka maguta chatpotet khosang ogluta tamavda yaga tulit sigin kaug pisigat ne tagum nikam kis kha port port of kemanun tamana proposal luku you reminded me on it i i forgot to point <laughs> i i really don't have anything to add um similar to what nick was saying that um we don't have at the refuge we don't have a lot of authority to regulate um we we permit people that are transported in the, the transporters themselves are taking people by plane and landing within the mm-hmm. the Yukon Delta refuge and that's where we have some authority is just um permitting those um either guides or or transporters mm-hmm. but um the only place where we have a little authority is through ANILCA we're required to look at uh commercial activities and ensure that it's 
not putting um, taking away a, a, uh, an opportunity for a local village um, or the community that is living here, mm-hmm. uh, and also not restricting from commercial uh, opportunities that someone locally may <clears throat> want to propose doing. So. I think um, that's you know a real narrow area where we can regulate the, this when it's a navigable water and open to people to to travel up and down with boats, like with the jet boats and the, um, the not only just uh, floating the river but going up to do you know moose hunting and uh, berry picking. You know people are going up river to some some places they they have their their spot that they want to get to. Um, and I guess, really, I feel that people should have the ability to get to those places and shouldn't be restricted. I think we could do a better job on educating people that, hey, these are the types of places where where fish spawn and fish are out there, the eggs are laid, and that we could do a better job getting the word out so people know what areas to avoid and what time of year is most critical and that would help a lot i think mm-hmm. yeah um on on uh, um on the people that that have concerns with jets and and the even prop um there are certain places and areas that that a prop cannot can't make it mm-hmm. uh while a jet boat will be able to go right through um and if there were if there were seven eggs right in that in that that's where fish spawn is is in those in those shallow shallow rocky places shallow beds um <coughs> where there's rock and gravel um there yeah. uh berry pickers are going to <laughs> to reach those areas I don't think uh, because oh. we're t- we're we're taking a whole bunch of gear and and another thing that I see every year and getting more people coming in uh let's say from overseas that are taking there's two planes that take mm-hmm. off every day from here right over my camp <coughs> And I see them every day. Uh, they're not flying because, just because, mm-hmm. there's money involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of money involved in guiding. There's a lot of money involved transporting these people to wherever they're going and picking them up. That's that's commercialing. That's making money. Um and the opportunity that we had with commercial fishing that's gone mm-hmm. uh while it's being taken over by i i kind of don't want to see foreigners <laughs> but that's what it is to us because uh um we, we we were here from the from the beginning of time as long as I can remember in this river and the branches of these rivers doing we survived it we survived when when nobody else did 
um, and and to see these restrictions and opportunities to gather fish that we have done for years and years and years dwindling away uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of hard um, and to see people that are are coming in with 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 money in their pocket and they're given the opportunity to buy a, a special little paper saying permit permit to go out and 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 yeah <laughs> it's it's i don't know what the right word would be for that <laughs> but uh you know uh something something to think about when when we're being restricted and and at that this critical time when they're spawning they're out there out 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 in and in the in right where they're spawning uh mm-hmm. fishing for the maybe different type of fish but they're still getting those fish too uh we have a caller from Tuluksack Noah good afternoon Yes, I'd like to comment on what the response was on the Sitnet all my life in which we are sedated to Sitnet on certain hours. A Sitnet that caught fish won't spoil within that given time. Another comment, and I'll hang up and listen again. Bye. I think his uh, remark is uh, probably didn't catch uh, what has happened in the past. What what you mentioned was something that happened years and years ago. When when yeah, uh, well, and uh, um, I appreciate him calling back, and I know um, what. Uh, it's hard to comment because I'm not there. Law enforcement comes in and they they do work on uh, the best they can on, in some cases, confiscating nets. And the officers work for either the state, ADF&G, um, or uh, troopers, you know, um, not ADF&G technically, I guess, but they're troopers, wildlife troopers, or they're Fish and Wildlife Service uh, officers that um, they come in and he's right we have these opportunities that are set like just from this time to this time and it's very specific but there are cases where there's nets out there that are um i don't know call them ghost nets um, or abandoned nets it may not be that frequent but they do find nets that um were from a previous opener and people get in snags uh logs wrapped in their mm-hmm. nets and then if the water drops they become apparent again, and uh, that's what I was referring to. Not nets that um, someone was trying to fish, but um, I know that officers have reported to me cases where nets have been, um, you know, apparently just from the evidence they see, had been out there for a long time mm-hmm. and wrapped in snags. And I know that if you, apparently, if you fish here very long, you're going to get a snag every once yeah, in a yeah. while, and that. So that's sometimes what people might see but i still uh, nick and i both were saying that you know take the pictures 
um, take video. It's mm -hmm. that's the best thing to do to to um, be able to show people and get to the bottom of anything where you see somebody taking fish out of a net or throwing fish away. There's also been reports of people stealing fish out of nets. You know, that's oh, yeah. all that stuff is is not good. We don't like to see that. Hmm. Nick, yeah, I don't have anything to add uh, from what Boyd already said. question uh and uh, the, i could go on for a long time about it but i think that subsistence is life is is easiest way to say it to me i think it's for the people like the caller who live here and grew up here and it um part of the culture it's it's not just um it's not just something that you do for enjoyment or uh it's it's life and the result of it is the food you need to live and I could go on but that, that's my that's my response 
down down to the nut. Uh, Nick? Yeah, I, w- I would agree with Boyd. It's, um, I mean, there is a legal definition, uh, but it's really getting your, getting your food from the land. Mm-hmm. And surviving. And surviving, yeah. Chalika? Uh, Anilka, not being a good reader, not fully understanding Anilka. There it is, Anilka. Seems to me it is a pro development law. And the purpose of it is to how can state and private lands, i.e., AMS, the corporation, develop because AMS uh, is all about making profits. Uh, 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 seems to me under Anilka subsistence is not plainly defined. Uh, what are your thoughts about Katie John cases? <laughs> hey, uh, I'm I'm no attorney, and uh, that is uh, way over my head. And uh, I know the the caller mentioned, you know, Anilka, and um, you know, there's Anxa, and there's Austin, and there's Anilka on top of that, and. You know, prior to coming to Alaska, I've only been here two years. I, um, you know, I really thought Anilka was a hundred percent positive from the perspective of subsistence users. But the more and more indigenous people I talk to, the more I get the impression that it's not all a hundred percent positive. That Anilka, there are a lot of compromises made when Anilka was passed. One, one politician at the time called it a, a great compromise because he's right Anxo corporations were formed tribal lands were um, in many cases um, removed from tribal ownership or tribal um, management and Anxo corporations were formed through these laws that are not it's not all viewed as positive but it was a compromise approach um and that's not the impression i had when i before i came to alaska so i've I've learned a lot about that and so katie john is a case that you know i being um non-attorney i shouldn't make too many comments about but um and it's and it's also i think not settled there's a lot of back and forth legal action that's going on in this state that means that it's going to be dealt with over time and maybe not even in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel too. Uh, Nick, do you have anything? Yeah, I can't really speak to it either. Um, I try not to speak on things that I'm not really an expert on because I usually end up putting my foot in my mouth, so uh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, Chris? Okay, Totten Ya, 
I'm pretty sure that the movie is going to start developing about Katie John case. I, I, Hollywood, Hollywood, yeah. uh, Yep. You know, I have a feeling it will. Um Kuya Wiklugi Akuta Kaiksuklu Kamaknawai Piluni Pilra uh Apita Tokuta Kwanguta Tok Ukut Department Dakukuk Malroka Fish and Wildlife Fish and Game Matlu Makut Alakut Achet Hunchalil Ting Pilrita a kanach tarbigni tamana a chalekat a hongkongkutato hongkongkuk unasu krisaksu yung in naulunukka 
not wearing their suits. Ah, pitch here right do we need to to do you have anything else for for our listening listening audiences out there uh, oh we could talk about moose hunting or <laughs> but i think it's fish picking. talk <laughs> very picking yeah yeah <laughs> um time at opener amitali uh, one of the callers mentioned that, that he got cited uh, for uh, his in first initial name, last name, <coughs> and where he was, the phone number was not, was not uh, on, on, on the buoy. That was what he was cited for. Um, and we, from the beginning, uh, when we first started airing, we we mentioned what was supposed to be on on so, yeah. and it's it's been been like that from the beginning, uh, <coughs> from what I can remember. Um, there are some that have put, and they have faded away mm-hmm. and and not paying attention. Uh, is do you know anything? What has happened? Do you have anything on that? I. I do know the officers have mentioned that there's been a few um, cases where people didn't have a marked net, and I'll, at least from what I've been told, officers on both state and federal side have done um, a good job trying to be lenient and put um, a note, a warning, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, you know your buoy's not marked. Um, give us a call, contact us, or just get it fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, or hey, your net is." Um, you know, if it's something minor, like your your net's a little too far from the bank or, or whatever, um, that is something they really try to work with people on. But um, one of the reasons for having a buoy marked with the name and phone number is that um, nine times out of ten, I think the officers can call and get something worked out with mm-hmm. the with, with person the fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personally. Mm-hmm. And they try to. Mm-hmm. And so it's important for people... Uh, to try to do that because it's not it's not a way to <coughs> catch somebody or to you know to give somebody a ticket it's actually a way to keep from having to confiscate a net or pull the net out of the water if they have the number they can just call somebody and say hey come and fix this situation or your net's uh hung up uh or it's too close to somebody else who's fishing you know mm-hmm. something like that uh, it's just a way to talk to that person yeah. nick yeah, I would just echo uh, what Boyd said. And that I, I know the Alaska State Troopers, they're on things like that. They're looking for a lot more compliance than trying to just issue tickets because they, for something like that, they don't want to issue a ticket. They would just rather have compliance. And there's a number of reasons and why, 
you, you want that on there. You know, Boyd said that to get a hold of people, well, we've already had nets come loose this year, or a ghost, if your net comes loose and falls down in the water and eventually pops back up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see it I see it similar to, you know, why you put markings on your boat. Every so often on Facebook, you'll yeah. see, whose boat is this? And then, <laughs> oh, that's so-and-so's. So um, definitely it, it fades. Um, we'll continue to talk about it on the radio and and continue to hopefully get compliance. Mm-hmm. อ่าอกุมอกุอกุตอนิกอ่าโนวมกามากันทุลึกสักกัมกันสาอ่าปิลูกูอ่ามกุอ่าอกุสกุดาปุทคาอ่าอะตมนิกอิกอซิงอัล
put their two cents in. Um, but uh, we we have been given this opportunity uh, granted by KYUK, um, and we we I'm very privileged uh, to be sitting sitting with with Boyd and Nick and Chris and uh, um, Kevin from from uh, the the com- the Alaska Department of uh, Fishing. I uh, mean, uh, Fishing Fish Commission, Fish Commission <laughs> Department. <laughs> um, all summer long, and get a little bit of knowledge of what what you guys are going through. Um, I used to think that that sitting being seated in where you guys are is is a piece of cake. Um, now I know better. It's it's not easy, uh, and it's taking a lot of hardship. Um, what what these people are going through, and and you become a part of of, of everybody else that that are struggling out there. Um, closing remarks from from each of you before before the end of the day, and what. Uh, people out there I know that uh, there are a lot of frustrated people but and I know I know that there are some happy people that have given and taken this opportunity especially this summer when we had such beautiful days to dry up our fish yeah yeah well this is Boyd and I really appreciate being able to be on the air with you and thanks to KYUK it's been um Nice to have this opportunity again this year to get people information, uh, the word, get the word out about um, fishing opportunities and to talk about it from all sides, you know, the Intertribal Fish Commission being on, the Fish and Wildlife Service and ADF&G, we all can be talking around the table together. And and then, yeah, we, we welcome all the callers that they may have um, frustrations, but um, that's good to get out and to get on the air as well about that. And so um, it can be tough, but uh, and that's why we're here. So we're glad to be here. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Nick? Yeah, thanks again, Sam, for hosting us again. Are we on year three now or year two? Where are we at? We're, we're into it a little <laughs> yeah, ways. Yeah. And I appreciate you sitting down with us. And <coughs> I, I really appreciate everybody on, in the airwaves calling in. Uh, we do want to hear from you you know right wrong or indifferent or if you like us if you don't like us we still want to hear from you and uh i just looking forward to continuing this again next season and i appreciate it chris yeah <laughs> อ่าอภรรยาอ่าตะกิงนักสิกิอภัยอัคลิกินกะตะวะมะจันนะจันนะริปไปนะกุมตะมันนะทกิสกุมทัวซามิกุอ่าทกิสลิกุมทัวตัง
Hopefully, Boyd will still be here and <laughs> Nick and Kevin, Chris, uh, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for everything that Gana. has been happened all summer. Thank mm-hmm. you.